You're listening to Coffee and Valkyries, a podcast about your favorite NWSL club, OL Reign. Hello, OL Reign fans. We are back with another episode of Coffee and Valkyries. And on this episode, we are chatting with forward Sofia Huerta. Sofia, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm excited to talk to you guys today. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us. So uh, first and foremost, uh, we are on the eve of the start of the NWSL Fall Series. Uh, the first game is going to be Washington versus Sky Blue. OL Rain doesn't play until the following weekend. But what are your thoughts overall heading into another slate of a uh, competition for you and the team? I'm personally really excited. I mean, I had a little bit of a different challenge cup than most obviously with my hamstring injury so I wasn't really even able to compete in that minus a game and 60 minutes which is still great but you know I'm excited to hopefully get um, a lot of playing time over the next four games but you know obviously times are tough right now and and really weird and I think everyone's kind of on the same page in the sense that they don't really know what's going on so I'm just grateful that we can play you know it gets our mind off of you know um, things that are happening and we can just focus on soccer, which is, which is nice right now, to be honest. So I'm really excited. I'm excited to watch the game tomorrow. I'm excited to play next weekend, especially versus Portland. So all positive um, feedbacks from my end. And um, you, like you mentioned, you probably didn't get as many games as you would have wanted in the Challenge Cup. How are you, how are you personally feeling heading into the fall series? I feel great. So I think, um, you know, obviously I could have dwelled on the fact that I didn't really get to play in the challenge cup, but I think it was maybe my body just telling me I needed to rest. So the last month I've, you know, been really careful with what I've been doing and have been taking care of my hamstring and just really taking a physical and mental break. So I feel great. Um, obviously the old rain staff has started to prepare us. I mean, they did it during the month we had off, but now since we've been together, it's been a really good, you know, back to play, um, you know, sequences from them. So I feel good and healthy and just really ready to get out on the fields. Going back to the Challenge Cup, obviously you said you didn't get to play as much as you would have liked to, but uh, could you just talk about uh, what the overall experience of being in that uh, Challenge Cup bubble was for you. I know you've shared some uh, little bits about what the experience was like for you on your teammate, uh, Madison Hammond's blog, you know, when she was asking, you know, how did, you know, what was the experience like for you and you being a veteran of the league, you had said, you know, nothing had surprised you at that point, you know, based on how long you've been playing the league. But can you just talk about what uh, the bubble experience was like for you? And then as a follow-up to that question, uh, what did you need to do to basically decompress from the physical and mental grind that was being in that bubble? Mm, yeah, I think just going off of what you said um, in a previous answer I had for this question, you know, it's my sixth year in the league and at this point, nothing surprises me. So, you know, again, 2020 has been a weird year for everyone. Um, since Corona's happened, everyone's had to adjust their life. So I just thought of it as that, you know, everyone's going, sorry, someone just called, sorry. Um, everyone's going through this and, you know, I just thought of it as, well, you know, we have to adjust. And for me, I've, you know, obviously been traded a couple of times. So coming to OL Reign has always been something I've wanted to do, but coming at 
this time was a different situation. You know, I was in Australia. I had plans to go to Idaho, where my family's from, for just a short week and then come to to Tacoma and start training, but because of Corona, it didn't make sense for me to come here. And then I ended up being in Idaho with my parents and my brother for months, you know, a couple months. First time I've been in Boise since I was 18. So that was a different situation. But, you know, I found the silver silver lining in that. It was actually really enjoyable for me to spend time with my my family, to be honest. That was nice. And then just moving into the Challenge Cup, um, I know a lot of people felt like it was mentally draining, but I had a, I had fun. I mean, I think that the NWSL really did put the right protocols into place. And, you know, I was around some really great people, staff and players, and it was really refreshing for me, you know, when you get traded, you know, just for me personally, it was wanting a new start. I just wanted to um, see if a move would be better for my career. And, and it, it was, you know, I, I was surrounded by really, great people and just felt like I had a really good time. So I know that it was difficult for a lot of people, but um, thanks to the, my teammates and the staff, I just, I felt fine. And then just coming out of it to, I guess, mentally decompress, you know, I just spent time with loved ones and family and friends and, you know, did the workouts that I wanted to do that I felt were going to get me fit for the fall series. So it wasn't too um, difficult for me in in the bubble or post bubble, to be honest. We do have to ask, however, about the turkey dinners, which was a mention in Madison Hammond's blog about some suspect turkey. Well, I don't eat meat, so I never experienced that, but I'm glad I don't. <laughs> that's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> I mean, the food really wasn't great, but OL Rain actually took it upon themselves and just started cater like getting a different catering company for us. So that was really awesome because as athletes, obviously what you put in your body is one of the most important things. So, you know, the moment that we explained to them, like, look, this food isn't good enough. They're like, well, easy. We'll just, you know, get you other food. So that was nice. So you uh, finally made it to Tacoma about, you know, five months after originally intended. And obviously not everything is open, but how's your um, experience finally been getting to, to settle down now and be in the city and start doing training and kind of experience everything? I really like Tacoma. I'm like pretty simple. I love just, um, if I have a running path outside my apartment, that's pretty much my ideal world. So, um, you know, if you just go out Point Reston, um, you know, the Puget Sound is right there and I just love to go on long runs around here. So I really, really like it. Of course, like you said, not a lot of things are open. So it's a pretty simple lifestyle right now, kind of wake up, you know, eat, go to training, come back, work out again, and then eat again, and then hang out with my teammates and then sleep and do it all over again. So, um, but like, I'm really happy to be here. I really love the Pacific Northwest, obviously, I'm from Idaho. So I'm used to having hills and mountains and just a lot of things to do outdoors. And I wouldn't say Chicago and Houston are known for that. So it's been really nice for me to get back to my roots. Have some hills around you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you talked about, um, you know, wanting to come um, to the to the OL rain and, and looking at opportunities to kind of restart your career. Uh, and you also mentioned in a video that the team put together after the Challenge Cup, um, you you mentioned on Twitter a thank you to Coach Fareed for making you believe in yourself again. Uh, can you elaborate on what you meant by that? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, 
it's really difficult to find a good coach. You know, I, I, I mean, no disrespect to any NWSL coaches. I've, I think that, you know, I've heard great things about a lot of them, but I think a lot of the best coaches are collegiate coaches. And so, you know, for me personally, I just feel like I hadn't, my, I really enjoyed my time with my college coach, Jerry Smith. And then I came into the league and um, I, you know, Rory was great. James is great, but I think that, Reed's just a perfect match for me. Um, you know, I think he's a perfect balance between soccer. Obviously, he has a lot of knowledge. His resume is ex- is extensive, and he's a very, you know, great. He's a good coach, but just on a personal level, I mean, being able to talk to someone about your dreams and what you want to accomplish and really knowing that they believe in you is something that you, I, I don't feel like you find often, you know. It's, it's, I think more in terms of um, how genuine it is, you know, like, of course, I've had coaches tell me that I can do it, but did I really believe them? Not really. And so he's the first coach that I'm like, wow, he's he's also seen a lot of good players. So for him to really invest in me and, and for me to feel that he believes in my ability, I mean, how how can I not believe in myself again? You know, and I feel like with my journey, you know, no excuses, but it hasn't been the easiest. So, um, you know, I think any soccer player will tell you that, the more people you have on your side, the better. And it's not to say that people who don't have people on their side can't be successful. That's not true. Obviously people have the mentality of, you know, it's me and only me, but I've always been someone who have loved to have people around me who have uplift me. And so Fareed's someone that I've known for a short amount of time, but he's already made such an impact on my life. So I guess that's as much as I can explain. <laughs> Does it feel like it's a case of the planets aligning in that you said you needed a new uh, fresh start on your career? but also Frida's coming into the NWSL, albeit under, you know, the most unique and strange circumstances, but also, you know, he's completely new to how the NWSL, you know, style of play is, and he's as much trying to get, uh, you know, acclimated to himself, to it himself as much as he's trying to instill how he thinks the team can play. Do you think that it's a, just a perfect scenario where, you know, here, here's a coach that's brand new to the league, so he's probably also wanting to learn from you being a veteran of the league, you know, what it's like as much as you're learning off of him. Yeah, I definitely think that everything happens for a reason. And if you go back to three years ago when I, was it three years ago now? Almost three years ago when I got traded from Chicago to Houston, I think a lot of people can, I think a lot of people would have commented on that trade and and said it probably wasn't the best move for me. You know, I go from the number one to, you know, top team to Houston. And, um, you know, I stopped getting called into camp. I don't play outside back there, which was the intention. Um, I have one of my lowest scoring seasons. So, you know, I think it's easy to be like, oh, well, that probably wasn't the best move. But um, I wanted to come to Seattle. I wanted, well, now Tacoma, but I wanted to play on this team. I always have wanted to. So, um, even though I can look back and, and maybe think, okay, I don't know if that was the right decision at the time. I look at my life now and I'm like, well, I think it's pretty perfect that Fred and I came to this team at the same time. You know, I've always wanted to go to Europe and if I can't go to Europe and play for a Lyon or PSG, which is obviously really hard, I, I might as well play for a guy who coached them both for a very long time. Yeah, you you just kind of referenced one of the questions we also had, which was, you know, you have played a lot of different positions on the field, uh, outside back, more in the attack, sometimes in the midfield, 
Um, you mentioned in a preseason season ticket holder event that you had been playing a little bit in the number nine spot. Do you have a preferred position or you like just get me on the field? This is the hardest question for me always because I think that I love every, I mean, I love every position that I've played for different reasons. Um, I think that I can rule out defense though, that that route really didn't work for me whatsoever. Um, I think that if I was put in that position to play outside back, I could do it again because before, you know, I was playing on the national team, only got a few games and then was obviously dropped. I went to Sydney and actually got games at outside back, you know, the W league. So I feel like I could do that now, but we'll just exclude that. But in terms of attacking positions, I, you know, I love the nine, I love outside winger and I love the 10. Um, if I had to pick one, I'd say like the 10 the most, cause I feel like I'm, I'm getting the ball more and I'm just more um, involved in the plays offensively and defensively, but I don't think that's where coach Reed will play me. <laughs> I don't have an answer for you, by the way. I don't know what my favorite position is. That's fine. <laughs> we got to see a little bit of um, the team sort of build its style over the games in the challenge cup. Obviously, like you said, this is such a weird season. There's a limited number of games for the fall series, but what do you think people can expect from the rain for these four games? You know, I think again, just the, um, I, I, it's the same. I feel like I have the same answer. It's just such a weird year. So obviously on top of the weird year already, a, a lot of our team have left to go play abroad. So it's interesting, you know, you still don't even get to see the full OL rain in our, you know, our roster that we would typically have, but I would just say, um, people could look forward to watching us play soccer. I think that's what we've really been focusing on, especially with coach Freed, you know, he's brought a different playing style to our team. And obviously there's some new faces. So I think just inevitably it's going to be a different, um, on the field. So, but yeah, I think very attacking minded, um, you know, we're really trying to score a lot of goals and obviously not a lot and not have a lot of goals go in our, in our net. But um, yeah, I just think you're going to see a lot of offensive threats. Speaking about, uh, you know, a good deal of uh, your old rain teammates have, are now playing abroad. Was there any consideration on your part to do a loan spell uh, abroad, you know, after the challenge cup and while, you know, the fall series was just basically just uh, a proposal of trying to getting of trying to get some games in uh, for the rest of the year. Were there any uh, considerations for you to do a loan spell abroad? Yeah, I mean, of course, I thought of it, but for me, I've done that three years where I play in the NWL and then I play in the W League. And even though Europe is a different you know league than the w league i think i've kind of been doing the same thing every year and you know um the world is already on a pause so in my opinion i was just like maybe this really is you know an opportunity for me just to do something different you know work on things specific to what i need to work on you know obviously for me that'd be scoring goals so like i said i played a lot of games over the years and um, I'm not saying it hasn't worked, but it hasn't gotten me where I want to be. So I think that I'm going to focus on more specific things that I need to work on in my game and hope that that relates to, or no, it goes over to the season and I score more goals and, uh, can be more efficient 
in in the box and whatnot. So I definitely thought of it, but I think that this year is important for me to get that that specific training more than games. If you if you do find the back of the net during the fall series, uh, do you have any of uh, the many TikTok dances that you guys have done as a goal <laughs> celebration? No, I'm such a bad celebrator. I just kind of throw my hands up and smile. So I think that's going to be my, it's always been my MO, probably will continue to be my MO. <laughs> uh, there's two um, things that you've done in, in the last few months kind of related to some passions outside of soccer that we wanted to ask you about. One was I know you were a failed foster mom of a dog, but failed in a good way because the dog got placed. Is that something you're looking at doing long term now that you're in Tacoma? Well, yeah. So no, a foster failure means that you adopt you keep dog. it. So yeah. I, I am just a foster mom. And I, yeah, I, my sister actually has a rescue um, here in Tacoma. It's called Hello Pity Rescue. So she's always doing you know, good for dogs. And, um, you know, now that I'm here really close to her, I figured I'm, I'm not ready to have my own dog because I want to be the best dog mom ever. And I just can't with how much I travel. So being a foster is something I'm definitely going to continue doing. Yes. Yeah, sorry for mistaking, not fail. Oh, no, successful. Okay. <laughs> successful. <laughs> Too quickly successful. <laughs> Uh, the other was you had a fundraiser for the Loveland Foundation, um, which I know focuses on um, mental health, but maybe you can just talk through what what the foundation does and why you chose it um, as as your fundraising selection. Yeah, so the Loveland Foundation is a foundation that um, gives resources to black women and girls uh, to healing and therapy and um, for me, this is something that's really important. You know, I have a lot of lo a close loved ones to me that deal with mental health. And so I also have really benefited with therapy and um, I've had access to that always, you know, I've, I've never had to, uh, to think, oh, I can't afford that or I can't get that. So I, I was just sitting there thinking like, I can't believe that, you know, it's not as easy for everyone. Um, and so when I came across the Loveland Foundation, I was like, oh, this is a perfect foundation that I'd want to raise money for. Obviously, it coincides with the Black Lives Matter movement. And um, I'm a, a firm believer that women are, you know, really powerful and need to be uplifted more. So although I wanted to raise money for a lot of other foundations, um, I felt like this one really spoke to my heart. So yeah, I wanted to do something just, um, you know, regarding what was happening in the world. And that one spoke to me. And so I um, auctioned off my national team jersey, cleats and FaceTime with me. And then I even tried to get more money by um, telling people if they donated $20, I'd send a signed autograph. So I ended up raising like 16, 000, a little over $16,000, which was really shocking to me. I really had no idea that that many people were going to donate. I was really happy about that, honestly, just because obviously it was going towards a good deed. And then I was just like, wow, like, I really feel like people really want to help and donate. They just don't know where to begin. And so it gave me motivation that if I ever wanted to do this in the future, that I, I have um, people who would definitely want to be involved. So that made me happy. Power of women soccer fans, for sure. 
<laughs> I don't know. Do should we move to some of the quote fun questions, Jacob? I think so. So, Sophia, these are questions that we've all asked your oil ring teammates uh, over over the course of time. Um, there's one question that seems to divide the locker room, but we're saving that one for last. Um, <laughs> so first one is, if a movie was going to be made about your life, who would you pick to play you? Uh, I feel like maybe like Eva Mendez or something. Nice. Just because I feel like we have like the same color hair, so it's realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next question. If you were in charge of the team's match day playlist, what three songs do you put on there? Right now, I would put on Pop Star by DJ Khaled and Blind by DaBaby. And then I would put on Ali Long and my new favorite song, which is called, I don't know it by heart, but called Lo, La Romana by Bad Bunny. <laughs> that would be on there. And the question that has divided the OL Rain locker room over time, does pineapple belong on pizza? I, uh, I just feel like that question, does pineapple belong on pizza? I mean, do I order it? No, but does it belong on pizza? Yeah, I've seen macaroni on pizza before, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I think anything is okay to put on pizza at this point. But I don't very, order it. Very neutral answer. On, yeah, I don't, I don't order pineapple on my pizza. I also don't really like pineapple, so I guess my answer is nah. Okay. <laughs> Susie, do you have any other uh, fun questions for Sophia? No, I've got no. one actually. Okay, oh, good. We've got to ask about the sage ceremony that you performed that we saw on some of the players' Instagram videos the other day. Are you getting the bad juju out of the apartment? Or? Yeah, I mean, uh, so I was having a bad week, I will just be honest. And so I ordered some sage because and I realized I wasn't doing it right. It's so funny. I, I mean, I've obviously used sage before. Um, but I've usually had someone who's more experienced with Sage do it for me. And so I'm not having to do the work, but I was like, I need to get Sage because my week was bad and I just need to get the bad vibes out of this apartment. And so I ordered Sage and McNabb and Taylor were so excited. And I started like putting it around my room and they hated the smell. And I was like, well, you guys need to leave because we need good energy. But my week has gotten better since I did that. So it worked. Yeah, they can't complain. <laughs> I, I think, I guess, um, if we don't have any other fun questions, um, you know, this is a podcast that Rain fans listen to. Is there any message you would just like to end with um, to share with the OL Rain family that's listening? Um, nothing other than I'm really excited to get to know um, the Rain fans. Obviously, I haven't been able to see any of them at Cheney or, you know, at practice or anywhere just because of COVID. So I'm just really excited to get to know them and for them to get to know me. I think this is a really good match for me. So um, I obviously will just be excited to get to know anyone who's a part of the OL Rain family. So, um, yeah, don't be afraid to, you know, once we can have fans at games, don't be afraid to call me over. I'll always come and sign whatever. 
Awesome. Well, Sophia, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us today. Yeah, of thank course. You. Yeah, you guys, it was so much fun. Thanks for uh, calling me and I'm excited to do future podcasts if you ever want me to be on. I'm sure um, we'll have you on your again. podcast again. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have you on again and uh, good luck with the, the fall series. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks you guys. Thank you. Okay. Bye.